Hi friends, this long-awaited episode is finally here. Why nice guys be finishing last, but I really want to put emphasis on the friends when I say hi friends, because I want you to know that we're friends, and I'm only going to tell you everything in this episode because you need to fucking hear it, okay? But we're friends, we're besties, bestie for the restie, but I am going to hurt your feelings. If you are someone that thinks they're a nice person and you're just like frustrated with why nobody likes you, babe... I'm about to bring you face-to-face with what you need to hear. (laughs) Please don't think I'm attacking you. I love you. So the whole nice guys finish last thing, this can be for girls too. So this is for anybody that considers themselves, air quote, a nice person that isn't picked and why, like, nobody wants you, basically. The phrase is just why nice guys finish last, but it could be guy or girl or they or them, okay? Whatever you like, make it work. There's a lot to unpack with this, but I'm just going to start at the first thing that comes to my mind, which is respect. If someone does not respect you, they will not want to fuck you. They will not want to be with you. They will not want to date you. They will not want to talk to you. Get that. Like, really get that. And take that in for a second, because that's something a lot of people don't really talk about nowadays is respect anymore and i'm not saying like oh you need to show me respect it's like no you need to be respectable so no one is gonna watch you if you're not respectable so let's unpack that real quick because a lot of people are running around nowadays like toddlers and want people to like them like people don't not like you because you're nice it's because of other things i should have started with that i should have started the whole fucking episode with that People don't not like you. Is that the right thing? People don't not. Yeah, that's right. People don't not like you because you're nice. So throw that out the fucking window. You got other shit wrong with you. (laughs) Really, you just got other shit going on. There's other qualities they don't like. It's not the fact that you're nice. I'm going to use myself as an example. So when I look for a partner... I don't. I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. I hate all people. But if I was going to look for someone, I want someone that has their own thoughts, their own opinions, their own life, their own personality, their own shit to do. I don't want someone that is just going to completely mold to me and agree with everything that I say and want to do all the shit that I do and be waiting around all day for me to hang out with them and me to talk to them. Like you need to be busy doing your own shit. So let's unpack the respect thing really fast. A big thing that the nice guys do is they allow people to disrespect them. And I'm talking in little tiny ways. Like when someone says something you don't like and you just let it go, they just big dick to you. So it's like if I'm straight and I like a girl and I'm trying to like pursue her, if she says something that I don't like, or she talks about fucking another dude, or liking another dude, or another dude being cute in front of me, and I just pretend I didn't hear it, or I pretend it doesn't bother me, she just big dicked me. She just took the upper hand from me. Someone like me is going to say, I don't want to hear about nobody being cute, but me. Okay? Like you got to call people out on their fucking shit. Like if someone is interested in you and you're interested in them and they talk about somebody else, that ain't going to fly. You need to draw that line very quickly, but that's going to make the other person respect you. When you make people fucking behave, they're going to respect you. They're going to like that. People are going to test you. People are going to push you. People are going to see what they can get away with and what kind of person you are. They need to see 
if you're someone that they can walk all over or not. And a lot of people will test you subconsciously. So if a girl talks about another boy being cute, excuse me, motherfucker. Oh, you was talking about me? Yeah, that's what I thought. Like, check them. Don't let no shit slide. And as soon as you start letting shit slide, boom, you're unfuckable. You're not respectable. Like, that's fucking gross. That's a turnoff. That will dry a girl's pussy up. Sorry, that's the truth. So kind of like how I just threw that into the conversation, like you set the boundary, but you do it in a funny way. Like you're not supposed to be a fucking asshole every time and like prove your point and set your boundaries and draw these lines in a mean way. You need to do it in like a, like a, like a respectable way where it's like my point got across, but I'm not ruining the entire situation. Like if you're out somewhere having fun, you got to draw a line without ruining the mood of the night. Like you can do it funny how I just gave the example. Like who the fuck are you talking about being cute besides me? You know what I mean? Like make it a joke, but make it very clear that you don't want to hear about that shit. Anything that can be taken like disrespectfully to you, don't let it fly. Don't let it slide. That is rule number fucking one for a nice guy is speak the fuck up. Don't let nobody walk all over you because like I said, you're instantly unfuckable. You're going to be a pity fuck. You're going to be someone that I call late at night when I'm drunk and I'm like, oh, I know they're easy. They're there. They're accessible. I'll call them and fuck them. You're a pity fuck. You're like a last option. You're something like, eh, you're there. Like, I guess I'll throw you a bone. Like, I have no other option. You know, that's what you're going to turn into if you let someone walk all over you. You don't want to be that. If you listen to this podcast, you are not going to fucking be that. You're not going to be one of my followers and one of my listeners and one of my friends because whoever listens to this podcast is my fucking friend. Like I start every episode, hi friends, you're not going to be my friend and be behaving like this, okay? So take your fucking notes from this podcast. So the second part kind of to when I said speak up, like if you're a nice guy, you need to speak up. You need to let people know you have your own thoughts and opinions. If you're interested in someone, like you're supposed to bring forth your personality. It takes two people to be in a relationship. It takes two people to like push and pull and lead and follow. Like you need to be able to flow with that easily. It's not just all about them. They're not the only one with thoughts and shit to do and opinions and plans and decisions to make. Like you make decisions too. You have a personality too. You have a life too. You have opinions too. And people need that. People want that. People don't want someone that's just like a fucking lump on a log that has nothing to say. So the speak up part is speak up, literally. Like if you like something, express that you like it. If you have hobbies, talk about them. If you have shit to do, talk about it. If you want to do certain things, then make those decisions and invite the person you're interested in. Like incorporate that person into your life. Make them feel like you already have a life and you want them to be a part of it. Not that you need them to be a part of it. Not that you're sitting around waiting for them to make you a part of their life, that'll turn a motherfucker off in two seconds. And don't just agree with what someone says. Like, don't always just agree and be a yes man. Like, be open and be honest. When I talked about expressing the way you feel in the podcast episode, expressing how you feel, you need to do that. But also with other shit. So like, you need to express the positive and the good things and also the bad things because it makes someone feel safe with you. If someone only ever hears positive shit coming out of your mouth because you're, air quote, the nice guy, if you're always just trying to be nice and not hurt their feelings, they're not going to trust you. They're not going to feel safe around you. And whenever you do say something positive, 
they're going to believe it. Because if someone just tells you you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're pretty, you're going to stop believing them when they say it. Their words are going to hold no weight. But if you walk out for like, if you see them four days in a row and they're like, okay, you look pretty, you look pretty. Uh, I don't like this outfit. And then the next day you look pretty. They'll learn to trust what you're saying because they know you'll be honest because I don't trust the motherfucker. That's just a yes, man. I don't want you to spare my feelings. I want you to be considerate of my feelings, but I want you to tell me what I need to hear. If I look like shit, tell me you don't like that outfit. Tell me I can do better. Tell me something constructive, not critical so that I trust when you give me praise. When you tell me I look good, I'll believe it. And kind of bouncing back really quick to the disrespect thing. I didn't talk about this, but if someone is like testing you and they say something that they know like they wouldn't be cool with, like if they talk about someone else being cute and they know that you like them, if you just let that slide in the back of their mind, they're going to make a note of that because they're going to be like, okay, I just said this and they just let it go. Like, I know it was hurtful. I know that would have hurt their feelings. And like you just hiding it immediately makes you untrustworthy because the person that said it is like, this should have hurt their feelings and they're acting like it didn't. So either it didn't hurt their feelings so they don't like me or it hurt their feelings, but they're hiding it. And hiding your feelings makes people not trust you. It's like you take your arm out and you want to like push them away because they're an unknown now. They're a mystery. They're scary. They're like a ticking time bomb because you just did something to hurt them and they're not letting you know. And it's like, oh, fuck. You're like anticipating their response. And when they don't have one, you're like, oh, fuck. And they just saw that you just swallowed the way that you felt, even though like you would have got mad about something, but you just pretended you didn't get mad. So typically with those people, They'll let things bother them and it will build up until they explode. So like the nice guys are usually only air quote nice guys until you piss them off or until you step on them one too many times because they hide the way that they feel. They pretend like they're not bothered by it. But if you say it four or five times, like mentioning another guy on the fifth time, they're going to pop and cuss you the fuck out. But like I said in the other episode, You have to express the way that you feel or you're a fucking asshole when you explode. But the nice guys do that. So straight girls already have this idea of like, this guy is only being nice to me because he thinks he has a chance to fuck me. But as soon as I turn him down, he's going to call me a whore or he's going to call me ugly. Like they're anticipating a negative response already. So they're already standoffish. But I'm talking about that dynamic. And most of the times if someone assumes you just want to fuck them, They're going to be hesitant to even engage with you because they know what your motive is and they know how people are like blowing smoke up your ass nice to you one minute. And then as soon as you reject them, they attack you because they can't have you like it's just so much going on in the brain. And I told you guys there's a lot to unpack with this, but I'm trying to make it make sense. But when you just let something go that it's obvious that should have hurt your feelings. If it did hurt your feelings and you don't speak about it, you're immediately like pushed away because they don't trust you now. Like, why the fuck did you not speak up? What are you planning? What are you doing? Why are you bottling it up? What's about to happen? You know? And then someone will probably subconsciously like keep testing you to see if you will pop. They want to see like, When are you going to speak up? What is your breaking point where you can only hold in so much? Because people that hold shit in, I don't like to be around them. 
I want you to be honest with me and tell me what's going on because I don't want to have to deal with walking in the door one day and all of a sudden you just pop and freak the fuck out because something set you off because you've been holding in certain things I've done and said for the past few months. You know, like the anticipation of a negative reaction will make someone want to push you away. So if they think they're going to get that, they're going to push you away. And that's what allowing someone to disrespect you will do. It will make the other person scared. Okay, so the next layer of this that kind of stacks is you need someone that cares about how they feel. And typically, nice guys don't care about the way that they feel. They care about everybody else's feelings. And they want to make sure everybody else is happy. They want to make sure they don't hurt anybody. Like, nice guys, I see you. I see your intentions are good. I was a nice guy one time. I had to learn all this in sixth grade. This girl fucking like broke my heart and I've been yelling, fuck these bitches ever since. And then I gained some self-awareness and now here I am, but I get it. I, you have like pure intentions. You just want them to like you. You probably had a childhood where you were taught to disregard the way you felt so that your parents loved you and accepted you. And you had to prioritize the way that they felt over you. I get it. But I'm telling you now the reason this is off-putting. So when you have a partner or someone you're interested in, you need to care about the way that you feel. Because if you don't care how you feel, then you're going to make me responsible for it. And that puts me in a position to have to like caretake you like a fucking baby. I also need you to care about what you have going on. I need you to care about your hobbies and your life and the shit that you like and what you have. Like your own life is important. And I want you to care about that. I want you to prioritize your goals, your boundaries, your feelings. I need you to care about yourself in order for me to feel safe to care about you. If you're willing to just throw away everything of yours to make sure that I'm happy, you're going to resent me for it. You're going to make me responsible for the way that you feel and I'm going to have to like consider you way too much if you're not considering yourself. Like you can't just throw all that on to me if you're going to date me. So let me give you a couple examples. Let's say you have this thing that you're working on and you're supposed to go work on it at a certain time and me and you want to hang out with me. And like I message you or whatever the fuck, like we're supposed to hang out but you have something that you want to do. If you just throw it away and then come hang out with me, that's not hot. (laughs) I need someone to prioritize what they want. So I would rather someone say, look, I really want to see you, but I want to get this done, or I already committed to plans, or I have this thing to do. Like I need to be working on this, but I really want to see you. Let's reschedule. I want you to reject me and not always be available. That's a whole other topic, but it's a good example. I want you to not always be available. I want you to reject me while also reassuring me that you like me. Because if you're just like, no, I have to go do this. I'm going to think you don't like me. But if you say it how I said it, like, look, I want to see you, but I have this thing I need to go do or this thing I want to, I'm really excited to work about on this thing. Can we hang out another day? Well, something like that. Reassure me you motherfucking like me. All right. You always need to reassure me you like me. (laughs) Okay, Leo, it's not about you. Like, I want you to fucking wake up, reassure me. Every breath you take, reassure me. I mother- Leo, I like you. I like you. I like you. I still like you. I still like you. I still care about you. Like, I need it nonstop, but we ain't going to talk about me. We, like, that's, 
I'm a special case. Like, don't even try to unlock my file, bitch. Like, you cannot... I'm unworkable. Like I said in the beginning of this, I will be single for the rest of my life. I'm undateable. Like, I have too much... It makes me sad. It really does. Like, I'm not going to open up. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to get vulnerable. Leo's not going to date ever again, okay? He's too fucked up in his own little way. And no. Back to you. If you have something that you really want to work on, but you're like the nice guy and you're like, you have an internal conflict of like, I really want to go work on this thing, but I really want to go see this person. They're finally giving me a chance to go see them. You need to prioritize yourself. It's going to be so hot to the other person. I promise. I promise. But if this person knows that you really want to work on this thing and they know that you skipped doing that to go hang out with them, they're going to be like, oh, fuck, you know, because they want to feel comfortable like you're going to prioritize your own happiness and what you want to do because they don't want to have to do it. So it's like if I invite you, hey, let's hang out and you have the thing that I know you want to work on. If I know you actually want to work on it, you'll tell me, look, Leo, I want to hang out, but I really just want to work on this. But if you don't do that, you're like, oh, I'll work on it later and I'll just come see you. Like, if you're going to come see me, I'll like it the first time. And then after it happens a couple times, I'll be like, wait, like you're neglecting doing the thing that you want to do to come see me. I'm instantly going to like push you away. Like the push away thing. I'm going to stick my fucking arm out. I don't like that. I need to, I need to know that you're prioritizing yourself, your happiness and what you want to do, because that puts me in the position of like, okay, I know you want to go work on this thing. I asked you to come hang out with me, but now I have to be hyper considerate and be like, no, I'm not going to invite you or I'm going to tell you to go do that thing. And I'm just going to stop inviting you to shit to hang out with me because I don't want you to sacrifice what you're doing to come see me. You know, I want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself so I don't have to take care of you. Does that make sense? I really, really hope this is clicking because it makes sense in my brain. A lot of things do, but when I speak them, they just don't fucking work. (laughs) But the same thing with feelings. It goes the exact same way. If I keep doing something that bothers you, I want you to fucking tell me. I want you to nicely acknowledge it. Bring it up. Not everything has to be a fight. You can have altercation, confrontation, you can have conflict and not have it be aggressive and mean and attacking each other. You can have a fucking conversation. It takes a certain person to be able to do that. It takes a certain level of maturity to do that, but it's possible. The way you feel is not annoying. The way you feel is not going to cause a fight. I promise, like with the right people and people that are understanding and people that get it, the way you feel will never be a fight. And that is not going to make you unattractive. It's not going to make someone not want you. You having feelings or being upset by something is not going to make someone not want to be with you or like you anymore. It's not unattractive when you find the right fucking person. But I cannot emphasize enough how important it is for you to prioritize and care about your own feelings. Care about the way that you motherfucking feel and make people around you feel comfortable that if you are uncomfortable, you're going to speak up and you're going to do something to change it because I'm going to feel like an asshole if you're uncomfortable and I don't know. And then I find out you're uncomfortable and I'm like, oh my God, like I would have done so many things different. Like I said in the expressing your feelings episode, you need to express the way you fucking feel to give me the chance to accommodate you. But I also need to be able to trust you that you're not just going to suffer for me. 
I don't want you to be uncomfortable and just suck that up just to be around me or be near me or be with me. I want you to speak up because I don't want you to suffer. And I don't want you to suffer for me because I'm going to feel guilt no matter what you do. Like if I find out that you were just suffering for me, I'm going to fucking feel bad. That's how I am. And that's how a lot of people are receiving you if you're a nice guy that is doing this shit. I don't want you to be upset. I don't want you to be uncomfortable. I need to trust that you don't want yourself to be uncomfortable either, that you will speak up and that you care about how you feel and that you'll make a situation better for yourself with me. You know what I mean? Like we can work through this. We can work on it, but I need to trust that you can own yourself, that you can take care of yourself because if you can't do that, how the fuck are you going to be able to take me into consideration? You're not even taking yourself into consideration. That's a huge red flag. But people don't know how to break that down in their brain, how I just put it into words. People just feel all these things and don't understand why they're pushing you away. But they are. And that's it. That's fucking it. So someone might not be able to communicate to you why they don't like you. You just make them feel all these things and pressure. Oh my God. Like it's the, it's the nastiest fucking feeling. And I'm like, if you could see my body right now, I look like a fucking flamingo. Like one leg is up. My hands are perched out like chicken hands. Like I'm like, ew, like, like get back up. Uh, uh, (laughs) Mitch, I was really just standing like a fucking flamingo. One foot up. So you being able to caretake yourself in this way and prioritize your feelings, your happiness and trusting that you will take care of yourself and like not make yourself suffer for me, that's huge because imagine you don't do that. The pressure it's going to put on me to have to take care of you, like I said, like a toddler, I'm going to feel like I now have to consider myself, my own life, and then take care of you. That's why so many women wear the pants in relationships with men. Because men don't know how to fucking do this. Like if a girl wanted me, all she would want is for me to be so strong in my sense of self and prioritize myself so much so that she could choose to do it if she wanted to. She could choose to add on to it. She could choose to do things to help me and make me feel better. But she doesn't feel like she has to. It's not like she has to look out for me and her. Like she wants someone that will like own their self and stand next to her. That's it. And that's really for anyone in a relationship. That's going to be a healthy relationship. I'm talking for healthy shit. If you don't do any of this, that's tox- not toxic. But you're slippery slope, bitch slippery slope. And the people that don't want this, it's not a healthy relationship. In my opinion, I'm not a fucking psychologist, but I goddamn should be. I just don't want to go to school. (laughs) I just have to throw in, in my opinion on something so everybody gets off my dick and doesn't try to attack me. Because y'all motherfuckers are so opinionated just like me, but y'all be wrong. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Okay. Someone messaged me about my laughs in my podcast and y'all, I piss myself laughing all the time and I edit it out. Like I edit out my laughing because I'm like, no one wants to hear that. Like, shut up and just get to the point. But this girl was like, oh my God, I love it when you laugh. And she said, please don't edit out your laugh. So like, I've been leaving them in this episode. Girl, I fucking die. I piss myself recording this podcast. It is so much fun for me. But tell me if you think I should leave the laughs in or cut them out because they make me nervous. (laughs) So another little point I have to go along with the whole have your own life thing and prioritize yourself and your own feelings and shit. What's attractive to me 
is seeing someone with their own life and their own shit. Like, I like somebody that's busy. But for them to add me into it, to prioritize seeing me and hanging out with me, because that reassures me that they care. Yes, they're busy. Yes, they're going to make sure that they get what they want. But they are going to find a way to add me into that and add me into their life. That is so fucking hot. That will have a girl's pussy fucking soaked. And that has my dick hard. When someone does that, oh, my God, it will make someone insecure. Like, it makes me insecure. (laughs) Because I need the constant... I'm not the type to have a healthy relationship, but I'm the type to teach about it. Coaches don't play, bitch, all right? I could teach you everything you need to know about having a healthy relationship, but am I ever going to be in one? No, I don't operate like that. (laughs) But someone to add, like, to add me into their life, that's so fucking hot. But I would need constant reassurance. But like I said, it ain't about me. This applies to everybody. Like, you will become an object of desire If you have your own shit going on, like if someone can walk up to you and walk away from you and you're going to be the same regardless and still have your own shit going on, that is so fucking hot. When you're not needed, when you are wanted, that is so safe for people. And there's this thing called enmeshment trauma. And I really want you to look it up if you consider yourself a nice guy. It's going to teach you a lot about the way that you are. And there's going to be some things that you can probably look up to like work through it and some of those tendencies. And you'll learn some behaviors you adopted as a kid to keep yourself safe that are now biting you in the fucking ass that I have mentioned in this podcast. So like I said, being prioritized and being wanted makes someone feel safe. If someone feels needed, it's going to make them anxious as fuck. Like literally, if I think that you can't function without me and that your life is going to like deteriorate if I'm not in it and I'm not like tending to you and I'm not with you, I don't like that. I don't fucking like that at all. So that's another reason I'll push a fucking nice guy away. Get the fuck from me. I don't want no fucking text if I want to leave you of, I'm going to kill myself. Shut the fuck up. Do not, I need to calm down because this is a very sensitive topic, but do not ever fucking sin nobody that text friend if you're listening to this podcast you're my friend and friends don't let friends look stupid don't you ever fucking text somebody if you leave me i'm gonna kill myself let them fucking leave you're not fucking going nowhere call me bitch you ain't killing yourself over no fucking body and you are not dropping your ego like that to tell somebody if you fucking leave me or you break up with me i'm gonna kill myself no that is you like getting on your fucking knees and like taking away any any sense of self any ego you have like i'm the type friend that will snatch you the fuck up and make you stand up like you're not gonna do that you're gonna have dignity you're gonna walk the motherfucker away and you're gonna be just fine Ooh. That makes me so fucking mad. (laughs) I understand that feeling personally. You have me to relate to. But in your fucking moment of high emotional feelings of whatever it is, do not ever fucking do that. Ever. Don't ever send nobody a video of you crying neither. I called that out on the red flags. But don't you dare. Don't you have some ego. Have some fucking dignity. All right. Don't you ever fucking belittle yourself like that to make someone like, no. No, there's other ways to manipulate and I will teach you them. There's other ways to hurt people. I will teach you them. Oh, I just had some water. 
I had a fucking breather. I need to go have a cigarette because that one just made me mad. (laughs) Okay, but my point with the whole feel wanted and prioritized, not needed, that's a pressure that people will avoid like hell and people with enmeshment trauma. So I talked about that. That's going to be the nice guys, but nice guys, that's also going to push you away. Like nice guys, you're chasing people that don't want you because that feels safe. There's someone that doesn't need you. But if it flipped and they all of a sudden needed you, you would run the fuck away. You would think it was fun in the moment. You'd be like, oh my God, I finally got what I wanted. Yay. And then you would run like hell because you've already had the enmeshment trauma. It's going to trigger your fucking shit that you didn't deal with. And girl, I'm telling you, you're going to freak out. You're going to freak the fuck out. Like it's all fun and games when you're chasing them. But as soon as they start chasing you, you're over it. You're done because they're about to lose their self in you. And that's what enmeshment trauma is. It's like you lose yourself in the other person. And no, that's a little piece of awareness for you guys to learn about yourself. The nice guys is you think you want it, but you're just as repelled by it as you're enticed by it. It's a hard thing to explain. So please look it up. Like, please just look it up and it will all make more sense. Because someone with enmeshment trauma does not want to be needed. I'm someone that I do not want someone that needs me. I do not want someone that can't function without me. I don't want to be responsible for the way that someone feels and making sure that they're doing what they like. I don't want you sacrificing shit for me. Sacrifice is not love. Sacrifice is not showing that you care. Prioritizing the way that you motherfucking feel is how you show somebody you care. Because you're providing a sense of safety to them. Safety to be with you, safety to be around you, and safety to love you. It sounds so backwards. I know we're all taught so backwards from that. But the most loving thing you can do for others is love yourself. And I'll do a whole podcast on self-love because y'all are not ready for that. <laughs> oh my God. Like the whole, the internet might burn down. I'm dead ass. Like the shit that I have to fucking say about self-love, y'all are not going to know what to do. Maybe I'll write a book. I'm going to write a book. Bitch, please. I ain't writing no goddamn book. This podcast is my book. I'm too, like, vocal to be writing a damn book. I'd much rather talk it out and fucking giggle and chuckle with you guys. (laughs) I say you guys like you're here, bitch. I feel like I'm hanging out with my friend. Every time I record this podcast, I feel like we're just, like, hanging out. Oh, I do want to go back and touch on the whole being available thing. If you just have your own shit going on, you're going to be less available. Like, you're, they're going to feel prioritized. So anytime that someone wants to hang out with you that you're interested in, let them know that you're not just sitting around waiting for them. Like make some shit up, bitch. Even if you have to make it up, just make it up. Don't make it seem like you're just sitting on your ass waiting for them to text you or ask you to hang out. Like, no, don't do that. Okay. So moral of the story is people do not like assholes. People are not attracted to assholes. Like I said in the beginning, people don't not like you because you're nice. People don't like assholes, but I'd rather have someone that's an asshole than someone that is an air quote nice guy because I feel safer with an asshole because the asshole is going to speak the fuck up. Like, yeah, they might be a little bit mean. Yeah, they might be dismissive, but I don't have to deal with the guilt of them not being taken care of because an asshole is going to make sure that they're good. So... 
I'd rather be getting cussed the fuck out and all I have to worry about is myself than deal with trying to baby somebody and make sure that they're taken care of and myself. You know what I mean? There's so much more to that, but no one likes anyone passive. That's another thing. Don't be fucking passive. Don't do not be walked over. Like, don't. Oh, my God. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, if you get it, you get it. If you fucking get it, you get it. If you don't get it, good luck. (laughs) Oh, another good point I just thought of. The spotlight does not always need to be on them. It's not always about them. It's not all about them and making them happy and making them the center of attention. Like, people do not like to be the center of attention for too long. You need it passed back and forth. If you leave sunlight on something too long, it will burn it. You need to have periods where it comes off. So the spotlight basically needs to like rotate back and forth between you two. It needs to be about me, then it needs to be about you. It doesn't need to just always be about you. That gets boring. That gets fucking boring. And people don't like that pressure. Like if it's always, if the ball is always in my court, god damn, I'm annoyed. I don't want to fucking be having to start every single game, bitch. Like you do something. Push and pull. Give and get. Like, you do some, pick up some slack, ho. Don't always be looking at me to entertain you and to carry the conversations and to decide where we're going to go eat and decide what we're going to do and decide when we're going to hang out. Like, motherfucker, take some control. Take some goddamn initiative. Take some goddamn control, okay? Get the spotlight off me. It's burning me. (laughs) But people don't enjoy that. People don't enjoy constant attention, Trust me, they might seem like they do, but nobody enjoys it constantly. Even celebrities that have the fucking spotlight on them all the time, it gets exhausting. They're tired of it. They're sick of it. Nobody wants that pressure because having the attention be on you is pressure. Another pointer is do not act like they are blessing you every time they want to see you, talk to you, or hang out with you. Like you're sitting around waiting for their texts. No. I'm someone worthy of texting too. You think I'm going to be sitting around waiting for someone to text me? Yeah, if I like you, but you're also getting the chance to talk to a really cool motherfucker too. So if I'm texting you, you're excited about texting me. And that's something I forget a lot or I used to. And I've had to kind of grow into that is to realize this person is getting a chance to be with someone cool too. It's not just about them. They're not the only one with value to contribute and like shit to offer. I am too. You have to see what they're getting out of you also and realize and reassure yourself that it's fucking good. Like if they like you, yeah, why would they not? Don't be cocky, but acknowledge and see where you add value and what value you do have. Honestly, I don't even need to say don't be cocky because nice guys are not cocky. They're the most insecure bunch. So for me to try and kick it up and like tell you to tell yourself, why would they not like me? That's going to blow your head up just to the right amount. Okay, So you need that. Like, why would they not want to text me? Why would they not want to hang out with me? Don't act shocked. Oh my God. Like, oh my God, oh my God, they text me. They want to hang out. No, bitch. Yeah. Yay. Cool. Let's hang out. I'm excited to see you. But don't act like they're like blessing you. And they're a God's little gift to earth. Like, And if you are going to act like that, do it in your own fucking head. Okay? Don't let them know that. Don't let them know that you're like, oh my God, like you're, what is it called? Like a pigeon. Like you're a pigeon, like waiting for them to throw you some breadcrumbs. Like, oh my God. Like, no, you're not going to behave like that. You're not going to be like that. Do not set up that dynamic because once you feed a pigeon, the pigeon can never flip around and be the one feeding me. Like once a pigeon, always a pigeon. Like you're the one being fed. 
You want to be the one that feeds, okay? That's how this goes. But, like, once you're in the role of the pigeon, you can't flip it. So, like, once they get the upper hand, you're fucked. So don't be a pigeon. <laughs> I don't know where this analogy just came from, but it works. Oh, when you're texting them, don't always just let them leave you on red. Like, don't feel like you need to keep shit going. Leave them on red. I don't have my rubber seats on. That's petty. But, like... Don't be the one to always be like the last word. Let them sometimes be the last one to talk or the last one to say some shit. Like you don't need to always like every time like don't be the fucking pigeon. Like every time you they might throw you a, like a piece of bread you're like <gasps> you're like standing there ready to get it. Like no, don't fucking get up and get ready to get it. Like don't. Don't fucking do that. If you don't want to get the breadcrumb, like just fucking look at them. Like, okay. Like if you throw it, eh, I'll see if I feel like getting it. Don't always be the one, like, responding to their shit. Like, you're so excited to talk to them, and I get it. And listen to episode two of this fucking podcast, okay? But when you're the one that's like, oh my god, I'm so glad that they text me, I want to keep talking, you have to know when to cut the conversation. Because if you just keep going for nonsense, like, bullshit, they're gonna, like, they might just be responding to be nice, but, like, don't let them pity text you. Like, if the conversation is not holding anything of substance, let it die. Don't respond, you know? If you have something fucking important to say later, text them again. But if something is just, like, stupid and meaningless, if you're not really interested in it, let it die. I know that you're, like, idolizing them and you're excited about them and you like them, but picture having this conversation with your best friend. If it's some meaningless bullshit and you wouldn't respond to your best friend, don't respond to this person you're interested in. Like, if it's just stupid fucking shit, stop responding. Like, make them know, like, come to me with something good to say or, like, no. You know, like, I enjoy talking to you, but, like, all right, I'm busy. I'm going to get back to yada yada. Like, talk to you later. Like, cut the shit. Cut it off or just don't respond. Like, cut the conversation if it's pointless bullshit, you know? Like, don't waste my fucking time. Come to me with some substance or get lost. One of the biggest power plays you can do from going from a simp to a goddamn pimp, I don't know what to call it, but, like, to flip out of the simp position. Okay, so if someone has you, like, kind of in their back pocket and you've been, like, very attentive and you've been, like, there to, like talk every time they've wanted to and you've kind of been like the pigeon waiting for the food one way that you can flip it is to yank their safety blanket out from under them start being inconsistent so if they're always able to text you and you always respond stop responding stop being so consistent all the time like start having other shit to do stop watching their stories stop being up their fucking ass like if you've consistently given someone attention and you've given it given it given it Nothing is going to change if you keep giving them more. If you give someone more of what they already don't appreciate, it's not going to make them appreciate it. So stop. If you've been up their ass giving them so much attention and then they're used to that, they have a safety blanket kind of. So snatch it from them. Start being inconsistent. Stop being at their beck and call. Take away their safety blanket because as soon as they realize, oh shit, like this person is not simping for me anymore, they're going to start doing things to try and get your attention again because they didn't realize that they liked getting your attention until it got taken from them. 
So, or it was like less often and less consistent. Like they're going to want that consistency back, but that kind of goes into the intermittent reinforcement addiction pattern that I warned you guys about in episode two. So if you're going to do that, be fucking careful because you can get someone addicted to you and they will be fiending for your attention. And if you don't give it to them, they will key your car and show up at your fucking house. So like I said, be careful, but that's the best like power play you can do, but don't make it look intentional. Don't make it look like it's petty. Like stop swiping up on their stories. Stop eating their fucking ass. Stop always complimenting them. Like stop. If you've been in the simp position, this is how to get out of it. This is your only chance to get out of it. It's to completely like withdraw all the attention you were giving them. That was unprovoked. Like if they text you, okay, text back. But like I said, if the conversation is boring, pull it, kill it, let it die. But stop doing all the unprovoked shit. Stop swiping up on their stories. Stop telling them they're pretty. Stop commenting on their shit. Stop liking their shit. You get what I mean, okay? So pull back anything that's like unprovoked or like not them reaching out first. And if they do start reaching out, there's your shoe in. There's your fucking signal that they just realized, oh my God, this person stopped responding or like whatever. They probably looked you up and they wondered what you were up to. Look busy, bitch. Start posting shit. Start doing other shit. Like look busy. And then when they text you, that's your reminder. And that's like your acknowledgement that, yo, they like, they're looking for me now because you took the attention away. So if they don't ever message you, girl, just go ahead and move on. Okay. But if they do message you, that is them like showing they're looking for you. They like the attention and they're wondering where it went. So be very careful when you start giving it to them again. Be like standoffish, act unimpressed. Like this is really, really bad fucking advice because this is not going to lead to anything healthy. This is like some toxic petty play a game shit. I'm really good at this. Like I'm really, really good at playing games. That's why I don't like to play them. It's like a chess master gets bored of chess. Okay. Like girl, I know so much about psychology and the human brain and how to toy with people. I'm bored. Like, I don't like to do it. And then, like, I get my own feelings caught up in it, and girl, I'd be freaking the fuck out. <laughs> but yeah, this is not really, like, the best advice for something healthy, but it could be. It could go either way. So I'm not gonna, like, shoot my advice down. It's good fucking advice, but I'm just saying, is it gonna lead to something healthy? I don't know. But if you are in a simp position and you want someone to, like, recognize you, gain a sense of self. That's the answer. Stop being at their beck and call. Stop being the pigeon looking for food, okay? Go find food somewhere else. There's plenty of people throwing it. There's plenty of people throwing fucking bread. All right. I think that's enough for this episode. If this was helpful, please message me about it. I really want feedback and I want to know if this was helpful or not. (laughs) And if you did like it, like if you liked it a whole bunch, leave this podcast a five star rating. That would make me very happy. Thank you so much. If you do want to like get to know yourself better and do some self-discovery shit, I have an app for it. It's called Positive Focus. It's positive notifications to your phone and like positive quotes you can scroll through when you're having a bad day or you just want a new perspective on something. And then there's journal prompts where you can go in and fully like going on a topic and start questioning yourself and learning about yourself and why you do things. It's like a kick in the ass for awareness about whatever topic is listed that you need help with. So If you want to discover yourself and you want to like get deeper with shit, go check that out. Let me know if you like that. If you do get it and you like it, leave the app a five-star rating. That would make me fucking bust tonight, okay? (laughs) 
But yeah, I will leave the link to everything in the description of this, my Instagram, the app, everything you need will be in the description of this podcast. Um, I hope you liked it. I hope you learned something. Remember, I love you. We're friends. We're besties for the resty. Everything I said in this was to help you not hurt you. Okay, I promise. (laughs) Sunday service is over. Thank you for coming. I will talk to you next week.